ese amor llega así de esta manera No tiene la culpa Caballo le dan sabana Porque muy despreciado por eso No te perdono llorar Ese amor llega así de esta manera No tiene la culpa Amor de compra y venta, amor de en el pasado. Ven, 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 ven. Bamboleo, bamboleo, porque mi vida yo la aprendí a vivir así. Bamboleo, bamboleo, porque mi vida yo la aprendí a vivir así. No te da perdón de Dios Tú eres mi vida, la fortuna de mi destino El destino te ha desaparado Los mismos ya callé, los mismos soy yo No te encuentro alabando Eres posible, no te encuentro de verdad por eso un día no cuento así de nada, lo mismo ya callé, lo pienso en ti. Bambolea, bambolea, porque mi vida yo la aprendí a vivir así. Lunchtime and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Amp Media Studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat in the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your host, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in toll-free 888-994-4995, Studio A, right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. 
Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Boom Cafe and a beautiful Monday morning as we start. Marketing tomorrow. Monday. What? Marketing Monday. August. August 1st. Marketing Monday. Well, you're all over the place. Did you like that beat that they just played? Gypsy Nation, you gotta love that it. That song reminded me yesterday of being on the beach, drinking and dancing. And it's funny because when you played that song, you played the Gypsy Kings, Gypsy Nation, on the beach in Delray. Everybody gets up to dance. Every, even you. Even me. Everywhere you go, the gypsy in you comes out. I know. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? She's a gypsy, too. Sally? Yeah. <laughs> Arizona's a gypsy. I think Curly's a gypsy. There are more gypsies in the world that they don't even know they're gypsies. Steve's a gypsy? Till you find out. It might be. A little bit, a little bit. No, there ain't no such thing as a little gypsy. you either in or you out. you a gypsy or you're not. gypsy rhythm in <laughs> Did, were you a heavy partier? Today? <laughs> were you a heavy partier? Uh, not really. No, never. Uh, a little bit. Look how nice and relaxed he's on like vacation today. I'm surprised you're not cruising. Are you going on a cruise tomorrow? No, we're going to Michigan tomorrow. Same Only different. for two days. Only for two days. Family thing. He's right. like vacation Steve. He's in the vacation Steve mode. Always well, am. It's what I talk about. Every day when I go to work, too. Staying in the vacation mode? Yeah. Now, tomorrow is, pers is, is family or is it business? Tomorrow's family. Then on the 7th is business. I go away till the 12th. Pittsburgh, of all places. Well, Pittsburgh is a nice town. Isn't that where the office took place? Oh, no, that was in Scranton. No. Ohio? Pennsylvania. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Geography's not my thing. Pittsburgh's a nice town. Yeah, nice then, people. then there'll be uh, Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, Am I plugged in? No, you're good, Doc. Are you plugged Am in, Freddie? No, I? I don't know. Are you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna check you out and see if they hear you or not. Can you hear me? You hear them? <laughs> They're checking. I'm gonna keep talking. It's all about mindset. Talk. Yes, we hear you. There you I are. Think they hear me very well. It's all about mindset. I had this appointment this morning. I have to go for lab work, 8.30 in the morning. And every time I go to this lab, the woman is so nice. Incredibly nice. Walk in. There's never anybody there. I don't want to tell you where it is because you're all <laughs> going to go there. And the next time I got to go, the there's going to be a line of people. Yeah, you know, I was at another lab. Remember, I talked to you, and there were like six people out the door waiting in the rain. And I'm not going back there anymore. I said to her, why are you always so nice? How are you so happy on a Monday morning? And she said, because I've got a great life. I said, yeah, but it goes to your mindset. What do you think about it? She says, think about it. You've got a great life. We've all got a great life. What is there not to be happy about? I said, did something happen in your life? Did it change your outlook on things? She said, listen, we could all use more money, right? We think that's going to make a great life. She said, but when she was in her 20s, she lost a lot of dear friends, tragically. And she realized that you got to celebrate life because life's short and you have a lot to be happy Why for. Why are you so grumpy? I'm telling you what she said how to start on Monday morning about being happy and having a great life. Well, and she says everybody... Why are you so happy? Is that something you ask? I don't ask you that. You better not. I know, because you're not. Well, who, <laughs> what kind of day is that? Excuse me, Carly, why are you so happy? What makes you I so happy? I said how. No, not said why, I said why? how. How? 
You're going in. Saying? I give her my insurance card and two prescriptions. Like you're thinking, this is like not a good way to start a Monday morning. Nicest lady. That's normal. No. That's life. Where? Everywhere, except in your except world. Except in your world. No, except in your world. No. My world, I work at the You happiness. fight. You're at the man fighting. They got the Ken fighting thing that you do. No, I don't want to talk about the Barbie movie. I don't want to talk about <laughs> The Ken fighting. Sorry. It's all about mindset. Like, Steve's on vacation, Steve, today. He's like, he's always happy. He's always on That's vacation, Steve. Always. He he's wasn't always. too happy today because I was really grumpy, and I'm not usually grumpy. Wasn't I? Oh, yes, but we yeah. got you out of it. But why are you grumpy? <laughs> How are you going to be? It's one of those days. I was feeling, I'm usually very positive, but I decided I was going to be negative this morning. She's but I'm positive me. now. You I, picked to be negative. You're like I'm grumpy over here. Me neither. I was hungover. Uh, well, I, we I, heard. You get sick and then you just bury it in the sand. Well, I hope no one walks over. Thank you very it. much. Imagine. If it's in a hole, it doesn't matter. It's it covered. Might, because sometimes you can sit in the hole. <laughs> Thank with you. The no, they fill it with sand. The dog may dig it up. The dog is not going to dig it up. <laughs> the, the stuff gets absorbed by the sand. Oh, my God. It's like going to the water. You ever go to the water and somebody's doing number one in the ocean? I think right? that's like the Puerto Very Rican way. I don't know. That's the Puerto Rican bathroom. <laughs> Well, you, nobody's ever not gone. Uh, come on. Everybody, at least once, you went in the ocean. Not what I mean. She's never even heard of such a thing. She's horrified by the whole morning show conversation. Never, not once? Traumatized. Never? Traumatized. Not once, ever. What do you get up and... But where? There's no bathrooms on the beach. That's why you only go to the beach where there's a bathroom. You've just never looked for it. Yeah, of course thing. not. Why? I got a whole ocean. <laughs> Is there a bathroom on the beach? Not on the beach. That's why I only go to beaches that have bathrooms. That's why I don't go where you go. Because then you got to get out, walk across the sand, cross Federal Highway to find a public bathroom where it's 110 degrees inside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have one. I ain't going they, that far. Exactly. Well, yeah, well, that's that about beach. a 10-minute walk. At least. Across the hot sand. Exactly. You, make yeah. a hole. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it, Roycey. Make just, a hole. Just in case they're looking for clips. Royce's the clip person. She's our clip editor. You, but you can't hold it against me. I know that everybody goes in the ocean. I know it for a fact. Ramin is just traumatized. You hear, heard it here first on the Brooklyn Cafe. You guys never went into, not that you're going to admit to it, but you've never been in the ocean a little pee-pee? I have no idea what you're talking Certainly about. Certainly not as an adult. <laughs> See that? Not as an adult. It comes with age restrictions. You guys have never ever gone to the beach in the ocean? It's funny. Come on. I know. You did not? I Grace have. has. You have? Yeah. You're the only honest woman in this place. No, I'm not to. walking to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> have I felt you gross about it, but I did it. You did it? Yeah. Okay. Now, let us ask this problem. I do not, and grounds it might incriminate me. I am not going to give it So an you went at least once. I know you. I don't remember. Steve put age limitations. Yes. Hey, Steve says <laughs> no, when, I was, an adult. when I was younger, maybe 11. <laughs> So when you had a planning meeting before the show today, this was a topic you were going to discuss, peeing in the ocean. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> You'd almost think you and I almost scripted anything. No, Dawn was actually asking what kind of weekend I had. And I had a little bit too much flamboyesa. Uh -huh. And uh, what happens is when you drink and you're in the sun, you got to go. And if you think I was going to walk all the way to, I don't know where. Now, I'm probably going to be a wanted man on the beach. Hey, there's a guy. I'm hoping your son isn't watching this show today. He is. He's horrified right now. No, Freddie's just dying, I bet you. He's laughing. Was he in the water with him yesterday? Of course. He <laughs> says to me, boy, it's very warm over here. He looked at me and says, you didn't. I said, of course I did. 
He says, oh, okay. You and your son together, forget it. You and Freddie? He's, he's like funny. you. He is hilarious. He's a funny. I tell him he should do stand-up. He is funny. He likes to have fun. Do the boys like that? The boys are exactly the same. They brought out this big paddle board for four people. It's like a surf thing with that. To put the kids on there because that Wrecking Boy, that kid is heavy. His name's Brecken. Brecken, or you can call Brecken. It's Rowan and Brecken. I get Wrecking. <laughs> yeah, I Because they wreck everything. I reckon you're correct. I couldn't hold them. And, you know, since I was a little drinking. They don't want Grandpa to hold them. They didn't want me to. No, they wanted to be all over me is the problem. I'm like, guys, I'm not the most stable guy. Right? <laughs> How do you... Make yeah. a hole. Make a hole. Reckon. I like that name. He's kind of like Reckon. He's like, Rrr. He's a Reckon. So you go to the beach. You guys go to the beach. You go, do you sit under uh, an umbrella? Have yes. to. Yeah. Or do you stay in the sun? Have to sit under an umbrella. Well, I lived in St. Martin for two years. You so did? I a, yeah, I worked in St. Martin. You learned more time. about so, this lady So what every does that day? mean? You sit under the umbrella? Well, I had to work, but we finished work at 2.30. Yeah, we sat on an umbrella. So when you go to the beach today, not two Wait, years ago. Wait, she finished work at St. Martin every day at 2.30. So at 2.31, she was at the beach every day. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> what a job. Okay, let's speed up to today. <laughs> so she sat under an umbrella. Do you always sit under an umbrella, or do you sit no, in the No, not really. It's really, really necessary really because of uh, the skin things. Yeah, I can't take that at all either. Did you sit under an umbrella? Of no, course. you were in the ocean. No, I sat under an umbrella. And what do you I go do with your head? Do you cover it? Yeah, I get this hat, this society that covers my shoulders and everything. It's like the biggest beach hat. Is it bigger than Josh's hat on Fridays? Yeah, big, big hat. I have a picture, I'll show you. So I go in the ocean. So you guys sit under an umbrella and you entertain yourself with a little drinky drinky? No, I, I just sat on the beach there and went in the water when I needed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know you have. No. But I'm bummed. So do you drink on the beach when it's hot and humid? Well, do you no, drink? because I was with all the people I was working with. And, you know, I'm not talking about two years ago. You didn't go to the beach in two years? Uh, well, we tried to go to, to the beach. Yeah, and what happened? Um, then what on the bus to the beach from the cruise ship, I got hit in the face with a two-liter <laughs> bottle of windshield uh, washer fluid in St. Martin. You were visiting. Yeah. So, you, wait a minute. Somebody hit you in the face with a windshield well, washer fluid? Uh, there was an unsecured bottle of windshield washer fluid on the rack on top. Oh, of and the, that came down and hit you. And uh, I was sitting there minding my own business, and... Boom, right in the face. So you guys have never been to the beach except for this. I'm thinking that was Aldo sending you a message. Did you get I one? Think so he's telling me, don't yeah. sit on that seat. <laughs> <laughs> Put Steve so there. So we sat around the pool at many, you know, cruise ships. Pool, okay, so you do the pools, but you don't do the ocean. Well, not since he's seen the sharks. He's not going near it. He's seen the what? Sharks. sharks. Why sharks? The they, they was on the news today. They're biting everybody. Yeah, no, nothing good well, ever happens to me when I in Del Rey in the, in the ocean. In Florida. All right, so nothing good happens to him in the ocean. Yeah. I mean, and then he gets I'll, hit in the head I'll with the on windshield fluid. One time, uh, I, I went uh, in the ocean and I stepped on a sea urchin. And do you wear shoes in the ocean? Well, I do now. Water shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to wear water shoes because there's all sorts of stuff living down there. Because I went to a podiatrist who spent two hours painstakingly taking every little prick of, you know, Urchin. They're like porcupines, right? They've got all yep. these quills. Yep. You stepped on it? I stepped on it. Anybody ever step on anything in the ocean like that? Anybody? Ever step? What's the ones that, the man of wars that you're not supposed to, those they blue jellyfish? 
And that's when you're supposed to pee in the ocean. It's when you step on those. No, people, I got stung by jellyfish. And all these guys lined up to pee on me. Thank you very much. And And then you dug them a hole. No, I told them, excuse me, only females pee on me, no guys. I don't want guys peeing on me. I don't know how this conversation has to do with But it's true. They lined up and said, you know, we're supposed to pee on you. The lifeguard tells me. Because I was all stung up. I said, did it work? I said, yeah, you pee on me, I'm going to cut you, cut it off and make you a uh, I said, you have them all circle around you and all do it at once. <laughs> and that is brought to you by Josh. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Thank you for helping me. No. Yeah, they're supposed to pee on you. You ever get stung by a jellyfish? No. <laughs> do you ever go in the water? Yes. When I go what do you beach, wear when you go in the water? You have like a big fluffy hat. and. No, like a baseball hat and my bathing suit. You have floppies? Yeah, but when I go to the beach, it's different than when you go to the beach. Well, you I have to, a whole cabana. I go to the beach like my lineage. I, I need an umbrella. I need the chairs. I need a cabana. I need... You rent the blue stuff? Yes. And the, it has AC in your cabana? No AC. <laughs> but then it needs, you know, then, then it comes this like weight service, and then the bathroom is not too far away. I can't go to the beach where I got to bring my own chair and bring to, an umbrella and not have a bathroom. I would love to be standing next to you whenever we have an emergency. I can't do that. I need a bathroom. I'm taking Zara with me in an emergency. I got first aid. Dawn, I'll come to the beach with you because <laughs> that's how I like to go to the beach. Thank you. Ever, you guys ever rough it? You ever go camping? You I did once. Once. <laughs> I went to Spanish River Park. That was roughing it. They left me in the dark. And Chuck went and took the kids and left me there by myself with a tent. It's, and I was only at Spanish River Park. I never did that again. Why did he leave? I don't know. He had to go let somebody in the gate. I don't even know. At the house? No, at the park. You know, they closed the park. That was the time when they did why. It used to be called Indian Princess and Indian Guides. That was before we were so politically correct through the YMCA that they took out that word. By roughing it, I went into the wilderness and I had to chop wood down for fire. I mean, that kind of rough, not, not this. That's why Sally and I have this lineage, yeah. and you have that lineage. And, and my don't. viewpoint on camping is that I work so hard to earn a living so that I don't have to pretend to be homeless on the weekend. <laughs> but actually, I was invited camping, and the first thing I asked is, where do I plug my hairdryer in? And they said, nowhere, and I never My went. sister, you sound That's like my sister. That's why they've got glamping now, 100%. Do you guys go camping? <laughs> I do, but I haven't been recently. When you went camping, did you plug your hair dryer in? No, or? I didn't bring one. Or did there you rough no it? I roughed it. Turned me off. <laughs> now that said, when I was a kid, I was a Boy Scout. I was an Eagle Scout. Camped quite a bit, and liked it. But uh, you outgrow certain things. Didn't you work like at an peeing all girls, in the ocean? He worked at an all-girls camp or something. Oh yeah, that was uh, my favorite summer of my life. When I was 16, I was a waiter at an all-girls camp in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Wow. Yep. And they're still calling him. The girls are still calling him. I bet they are. You were 16, and the camp was all ages. Yeah, uh, it was a camp and a summer school, so they had uh, girls from all ages up to about 17 or 18. All right, so let me ask you a question. You go camping, and I'm going to put you on a raft, not a canoe, because that's a different type of, that's, that's dangerous. You go rafting, you have your cooler in there, maybe you tie up five or six rafts, right? This is typical. And you have to go to the bathroom. You in the bathroom. I just want to know, what do you do? 
Certainly not. You got to jump in the ocean and go to the bathroom. You jump in the water. You jump in the water. You go. Well, it doesn't matter. It depends on how rough the current is. Here's the thing being a guy in these situations is a whole lot easier. Girls ain't no different. They have other issues, they got other things. Water's water, cleans everything, it's whoo, gone. Girls are like, no, they know. It's just no? different. No. no. You have to find a tree? Is that what you're telling me? You need a tree. We got to pull over because I need a tree. There are times no, you, you jump really in the just water. need a bathroom. What? There are times you just really need a bathroom. Listen, when I was their age, they used to stop on I-95 in New Jersey, and they used to go by the side of the car. So they, it big traffic, right? Or no traffic, and they pull over, and they had a towel. And they will go to the bathroom right there. I mean, you got to go, you got to go. What are you going to do? Please excuse me. I need to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't do it there. <laughs> no. I'll take your hole. Let's talk about the bathroom. <laughs> the power of suggestion. On that note, we're going to take a commercial break. More to come. We're, gonna we're about to find out if Dawn will go on a highway. <laughs> I've never Maybe gone the on the highway. I got it. <laughs> and they thought they were coming to an intellectual show. We are. We, we never are. promise an intellectual show. It is to find show. the things in life. <laughs> and we wonder if the aliens walk among us. Uh-huh. First of all, aliens, how do they go do to they the Do they go bathroom? to the bathroom? Do they have the same things we got? Yes. Tune into my show. Barbie doesn't. Out. Barbie and Ken don't have genitalia, so I wonder if aliens do. Do you guys, did you guys watch the Barbie movie? No. No. No, we saw, we went we saw to see Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. How'd you oh, like that? Oh, my God. Go see, go see... Barbie, so no, that you're hoping. Can you see Barbie after watching Oppenheimer? <laughs> yeah, you can. They have no genitalia, right? No. Who? The Barbie? aliens? Barbie and Ken. Oh, I thought you right. meant the aliens. They do. And right, they, Roycey, none? None. None of them. None of them have, have. And they say it in the movie. That's what I we heard. We don't have any. But, Barbie, but how they ended the movie is a whole conflicting thing. Because they don't have genitalia. I'm pretty sure Margot Robbie has genitalia. They made, she became human. Is that what happened? I missed that whole thing. Well, it's she, like she became it's human. It's like Little Mermaid. She got feet and legs and no more tail. I am so confused. You got to take your grandkids. They'll fill you in, pop up. No, I'm not taking them to see that movie. All right, more to come. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to hear Sally and Steve's rendition of Oppenheimer. We're going to talk about Marketing Monday, the power of suggestion. Now, everyone's going to be digging a hole. I bet they're all writing in about digging a hole. Power of marketing. Dig a hole. More to come. We'll be right back. Do you have an idea for a show or a podcast? Do you want the opportunity to be on TV? Ant Media Productions is partnered with True Oldies Real Radio Station and powered by many online platforms such as Roku, Facebook, YouTube, and even Amazon Fire to help amplify your impact. Do you want your voice to reach a wide audience? Call us today at 866-224-5422. There is no way to ignore it. You hear it on the news, online, from your friends and family. What happened to my money? Whether it got hit by falling stocks and bonds with the coronavirus, shrunk by a floundering 401k with low interest rates, and is riding the extreme ups and downs of the stock market with political elections. Many Americans are worried about their money and how they're going to retire. Help protect your financial future now and call J.D. Melberg for your complimentary book from a leading financial firm that shows you ways not to run out of money whether the market goes up or down. 
This free book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms that can protect your money for a lifetime. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report summarizing the rates and benefits of annuities from hundreds of top-rated insurers, helping you to find ways to get up to 33% more income in retirement. That's right. Two books both absolutely free for calling J.D. Melberg. Help protect your financial future. Call 877-643-3015. Le Sorel Restaurant, home of the authentic Italian tradition, offers a large menu that consists of seafood, steak, homemade pasta, brick oven pizza, and homemade desserts including a wide wine selection. We also have the best bar in Boca Raton with delicious cocktails, homemade limoncello, cappuccino, Italian espresso, brandy, and other specialties, open every day with a lunch and dinner menu. For more information or to make a reservation, contact lesorellerestaurant.com or call 561-235-5301. South Florida's Good Time Oldies. and Delray Beach have their own oldie station. Catch us on 95.3 FM. It's the greatest rock and roll hits of the 60s and 70s. Let's on South Florida's Good Time Oldies, 95.3 FM. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S.
never wanna drop me, not me Got to keep dancing to unlock me Side to side, know their fingers don't faze me Crazy to say, but nothing gonna stop me Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Fall off your chair? No. They, they, they go home. <laughs> they go home. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk some marketing strategies. I was in the middle of this marketing meeting. You came in and said, it's 12 o'clock, and I decided let's talk about what we do here for marketing. Because we do more than the cafe. At our studios, at Amp Production Studios, we do marketing campaigns. We do social media. We do commercial creation. We now have bigger venues to create events and bring streaming and pay-per-view to your event, to the public, to the worldwide. So we're talking about some marketing ideas, and I said, let's make today Marketing Monday. It's a good idea. Because, you know, in summer, we always talk. You and I have always pushed <clears> through <throat> summer, sometimes harder than we ever do during the year, because during the years when we're coming, bringing all these things to fruition, that we've put all these seeds planted for the summer. And then people retreat, and everyone goes away for the summer, and they stop working. We never stop working in the summer. We actually push harder to stay afloat and for more visibility. And we've got this great marketing crew now. We never know what semester we're going to get, who we're going to have, but now we have this phenomenal marketing crew with great ideas. I've got some weird alien music playing it in the background. How is that? You heard that, right? Yeah. So I thought, let's bring Sally the girls on. The let's bring Elisa and Grace on our marketing team, and they're bringing Royce in because Royce is going to help facilitate the vision of what we're doing. So welcome, ladies. Hi, thank you. <laughs> I think thank Grace you. is still Grace, and Freddie calls Elisa Curly. So just to give everyone a sense of where we're at with this. She's Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. Oh, is that my nickname? I was saying I don't have a nickname yet. Amazing And there Grace. you have it. Well, Grace, give us some background on to what your vision is of marketing. Why is marketing so important? So marketing is really important because, like, you can have a great product and by products like the show and all of the businesses that we advertise here like you can have a great product but if it's not reaching who you want it to reach it's not going to do what you really need it to do so we really need to like put our products and our shows out to who we want to see them so that they can interact with them and understand that there is value in what we're doing and not just this is here but just really let them know how we're going to do it and how we can help them. All right, so well. how do we do it? Because it sounds great, right? We're, we make a post and people put it out there and Freddie is notorious for putting out tons of content. Even content that I think some people don't understand, like me, like Young Frankenstein you put out yesterday. I don't know if I ever saw the movie. I might have, but I think I was like six. It was hilarious. Only if you understood it. 
You gotta see the movie. So again, Steve it, did one too. Steve did one too. Great cult movie. See, it so was. again, it's but it's reaching the right audience is what the key but is. But the question was, if somebody did, I didn't post that. I reposted. It says, do you remember the line in that movie? That line was full of one-liners. It was incredible. But if you sent that out to a room of preschool teachers, it wouldn't hit. But I'm not sending it out. But to our Democrat, but you sent it to our people, and it made sense. Dig a hole. Which is why I'm asking Grace. So how do you target your, your market audience? Not everyone is your market audience. Yeah, definitely. You have to figure out who will like what you're putting out and figuring out what they use to find their media. So every de uh, demographic uses a different kind of platform, whether it be going from printed news to TikTok and magazines. Everybody uh, in, like, finds their media differently. So you have to figure out who you want to talk to and how to best reach them. So we have um, our TikTok, what Royce is doing today. And then we have our Facebook and reaching all the demographics that sort of way and figuring out who wants to see what and how and answering all the questions. But, but let me ask a question on delivery. Number one, there's a lot of different ingredients on delivery. Who's saying what? Like nobody expects you to talk about Young Frankenstein. I mean, the line I remember was, what a great set of knockers, the door. It was a door. He was looking at the door, Again, right? equally offensive to but everyone. But it's not offensive. He was looking at a door. I had these big knockers on it. That's what they're called. I remember that. And he was helping her off the carriage, and he looks over his shoulder and says, my God, you have big knockers. What a bunch of big knockers. But it wasn't her he was talking about. The door, right. It was the door. And then he had one loose eye. It was hilarious. That's what I remember on that movie. Marty now, Feldman. Marty Feldman. Yeah. Now, if I, will I get away with saying that? Probably. You won't. No. Sally wouldn't. Steve would. Steve would there. He'd get away with it. We would expect you to. <laughs> See that? But the delivery, one ingredient, who's saying what? If J-Lo tells you to use ashwagandha, yeah. she's going to sell it. And you're going to do it because of the trust factor. There's a lot of different pieces on the things that you guys are teaching us that go with what you're teaching, yes? Most definitely, yeah. It's a lot of moving parts and trying to figure out the best way to combine them all. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, no, I <laughs> and you guys were telling me there's this famous guy on TikTok, and they say he's a little offensive, he borderlines offensive, kind of like digging a hole and peeing in the ocean. We're like, kind of like Freddie, so you could go viral on what you say with the right placement. Now you're classifying me as offensive. This guy's a little worse than Freddie, but. <laughs> Like, Fred, like, take your humor at times about, like, what, like, 10, 20? Thousand. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, put you on steroids, that's this dude. But he's yeah. all over social media. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but the difference between saying something offensive and saying something f Fred, uh, funny, two different worlds, yes? Yeah. That's all. I mean, digging a hole could mean a lot of different things. Yes, but if they take that content, which is what Royce is going to start doing because she analyzes every show, she's going she's gonna to clip that content, and then the girls, the proof is where you, they placement, right? It's placement yeah. is what it's all about, timing and placement and the target audience and what crisscrosses. Now, you and I don't have time to do that. Sally certainly doesn't have time to do that. No, but I need someone to do it for me. Exactly. <laughs> and to be successful, you got to do it, yes? Yeah. It's the only way to success is by getting this accomplished. 
and the consistency of it. And, like, you can't just post one and hope it goes viral. You have to do multiple and just keep doing it over and over again until something sticks. Because, like, you can go viral and, like, you'll be, like, the talk of, like, the week. But if you don't have something that's equally as good or better, everyone's going to forget you by the end of the month. So it's like, like, oh, yeah, like, you're a has-been now. This happened, but they didn't do anything after. So, like, once you go viral once, you have to, like, keep up with that Mm -hmm. same thing that you posted. So you have to keep up with your humor. You know, my son tells me this every day. But I am proud to announce that the J.C. Dreesen program, the campaign that we did, and I could show you the numbers, on just Facebook, had over 92,000 hits. Wow. 92,000 hits. Okay? But applaud yourselves because you created it. I took her stuff, I put it up there. I took their stuff, I put it up there over and over. And I noticed there are different times of the day that people are on social media. Some people are in the middle of the night. Some people are early, early in the morning, the afternoon. You have to bombard this thing over and over and over again. But 92,000 hits Amazing. is a lot. I wish, like, what? And they send it to me and say, yo, keep up the good. I got a badge or something. I don't know. I get a badge for workouts. You get a badge for Social posting. Media. It's pretty good. But I got to tell you, the TikTok stuff, they reduced the number of followers because Freddie apparently got finger crazy. Instagram, yes. Instagram, and I used to follow everybody because I do. But there's a right way, and then there's the other way of doing things, correct? So Sally's in here. She has her show. We want her show to be bigger, better, more beautiful, more bold. Right. So with the logical reasoning behind that be to do more Sally stuff on social media. And I got a message to talk to you, right? Yeah. One of the shows. I was just saying to Steve, That's I'm right. sure there's a reason. And then all this came out. Can you see how that works? Sure. We were talking about because you're from Washington and the D.C. area. Yeah. So there's a connection, you know. Right away. Yeah. No, that was crazy. It's, it's important that people understand it isn't about just doing a show. It's not about just selling right. a cake. You got to do more. Every day, it's a business. Every day, you have to put it out there. You want to be known as Steve flies all over the country. And they keep him going at his age all over the country. He loves it. But if they didn't do that, they wouldn't be successful. Steve flying all over the country reminds us of when we put stuff on social media. JC stuff. Well, you rely very much on marketing, right? With what you do, Steve. We do. Um, you know, we uh, have marketing companies that send out uh, a mail piece offering uh, a premium to come and see us, and then we go to that area and we do presentations and interest them in our product. So uh, we go to them. I love that. But that's an important piece. It's the face-to-face. Yeah. And that's what we were talking about. You can only do so much marketing, and then you have to do with the face-to-face interaction. You right. can't close a deal on social media. And I stand up in front of six, eight, ten couples at a time, and I do a PowerPoint presentation, and uh, you know, then we sit down and individually work with the couples that uh, we presented to. And it's a system that has worked. Uh, I've been doing it since... Uh, uh, well, for about 23 years now. You must have a tremendous book of clients, a book of business. Well, it, do, it, it doesn't work that way with us. Uh, it's, uh, you know, with us, it, it's just, uh, it, it's, we're not looking for repeat business. 
you know, they join once, then we hand them off to the travel agency after uh, we make them a part of our private travel agency. That's just even more hard because it means you have to turn it over every time on the next visit. Yeah. We're, my group is responsible for getting the new business. And uh, it's constant new business, new business, new business. And, and sadly, that's exactly what we are in the business of because we get a client and I said, okay, Dawn, you take care of the client, I'm gonna go get new business. And this is a constant, constant, constant turnover. Then the ladies come in here and they're being, they're being taught in school how to go out to do what we do. A little bit of Steve and a little bit of us is what the ladies have introduced me to, and I'm excited. I tell Curly all the time, take a crew, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then I have somebody back at the home base telling us, okay, let's go in this direction and why. Senior homes, big market, big, big market for- In our community, yes. In our, well, this is Boca, this is the senior home capital of the world. So why aren't we doing something in that market? Why don't you ask Grace and Elisa? Well, I think that's kind of the plan is to really tap into that because there are so many um, nursing homes around here. Like even we were talking about Seinfeld this morning, like the Del Boca Vista. Like there is, it's just like a hot spot for nursing homes. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Everyone's like, Boca. We're like a really famous spot for nursing homes. So I don't see why not. We create events and we have fun things. Why are we not tapping into it? And I think that's our next uh, business venture is really tapping into the nursing home market and trying to include them in as many activities as possible. And should they talking about the importance of face-to-face -face, like Steve's doing, right? We can put out the marketing and we can send an email and you can even set up an initial phone call, but then to close the deal or for them to understand, like she said, we're the two faces of the studio. And when you put a face to the conversation, it resonates more versus just an email or a phone call or a social media post. There needs to be that feel, that heart and soul to it. So they're going to actually head out on the road when Grace gets back and start doing some face-to-face -face marketing. Have you ever stayed home and watched back to back to back to back either comedies or something on television and you have like a program from X to X and you watch back to back shows? You ever done that? You ever yeah. stay home? Binge watching? Binge watching. It's not even binge watching. Like I used to watch Chico and the Man and I used to watch All in the Family because they play them one after the other. It's like Hallmark Channel. You just watch the movies all day long. Yes. But a constant program, a constant shows, yes. like, like Arsenio Hall was on Channel 9. So what I think about us when I see this is I like to go back to back to back to back because it's not about being the face. There's a lot of good programming going on in here. It's not that it's the face, it's for people to realize that there are people within this production company. Otherwise, it's just, like you said, you looked on Handshake. You didn't know it was one production company from another. Yeah. Like, when it's just, like, AMP or just the Brooklyn Cafe, it doesn't really sit as well. Or, like, at least when I applied, I was just like, okay, cool. And then after, like, coming in here and seeing it, I was like, okay, this is legit. So we have to change <laughs> our greeting card. Yeah. We have to change how we're putting it out there. Because, like, especially now, there's so much media going on, and, like, digital media is such, like, a overloaded thing that, like, it's easy to get drowned out in it. So we really need to, like, stand out. And how, like what Dawn was saying, the face-to-face -face is what makes it real because there's so much, and there's so much fake and, like, scams and stuff like that on the Internet. 
So it's just standing out and like putting the home feeling and the people feeling behind what we do, which we have, we just don't, we need to effectively communicate with our clients. It's like what Steve does, they send out the marketing material. Imagine if they sent you an email, an automated call to do what you do in person. It wouldn't be the same it effect. It wouldn't be the same. Right? Actually, what came, oh, sorry, Steve, go ahead. No. Yeah, and we have a specific demographic that we're, we're looking at, people from uh, like 55 to 85, people with the time, the inclination, the funds to travel. And uh, so then we get them in a room together, and we tell them what you're going to see is going to make sense. Then early on in the presentation, we tell them how much it's going to cost them, but then I spend 35 more minutes justifying the price. Uh, with what I show them. And everybody appreciates that, that you're up front with the cost and then you spend time you know, logically telling them what it's going to get them and how they're going to benefit by it. And uh, you know, we close uh, uh, about 40% of the people that, that we sit in front of. What do you think, Sally? No, I was going to say really, I've forgotten now. <laughs> <laughs> what you have here is great as far as I suddenly see it. I'll just use me as an example. We can go into Facebook and put my show is coming out at what time or whatever. We're marketing that to many people. But the good thing about this is they can actually come into the studio. So it's similar to what Steve is doing in a way. Obviously, it has to be local people. It's not going to go. But there are many, many people locally that could actually come in here, showing them that the product, I'm using me as a product. I'm not exactly. necessarily a product. But whatever you choose to put out there, anybody, they can actually come in and feel it and see it. I sold for many years. I was selling in sales, which uh, I was, well, it was more real estate. But it's the same thing. If they can touch it and feel it, it doesn't matter what it is. An art, for instance. As you were saying that, I was just seeing all this. Right, even in the world of social media, there still has to be some human contact in our business. Well, even think about doctors. You can't have a doctor, at some point the doctor has to put their hands on you right. to do an exam. You can only do so much via telehealth, right? Yeah, telehealth. Hey doc, how you doing? How you doing? My head hurts. Okay, thank you very much. Goodbye. Well, there's some things that you can do to a certain degree, like you can market to a certain degree, but then you have to physically see them. Right, it's that touch, the feel. Hands on. Basically. It's what makes no us what it is, human right? versus Barbie. You are really somebody that is what they're talking about actually exists. That's what. Just and you are your business. You know, yes. you are the face of your business. You know your business better than anybody. <clears throat> so, in your case, if somebody wants to ask a question, um, are they going to listen to the answer? And the only time they're going to listen to the answer is if they trust your perception exactly. and their perception is to trust you exactly. enough to let you in. But this is true about everything. And in order for this thing to grow, you want to invite, we want to invite people in. And if they're not going to go in, then I want to start doing things on the outside. We go to and, them, right? And go to them, yeah, exactly absolutely. like Steve does. Absolutely. And let's do production yeah. on the outside. Yeah. That JC thing was not an accident. You know that we've done outside productions before. Sure. Just not like that. Now the next one is going to be even bigger than that because we got the technology down and we got the hands to be able to do that stuff. But the object of the game is that you want to let people know that you have something you have that you want to show them and explain to them. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's an everyday battle. So you have uh, a thousand people that come out to see you and it's over and you take applause and pictures and you rest for a couple of days and then you're right back at it. Yeah, do it again. So I want to ask Elisa. You know Sally, you know yeah. what she brings. Mm -hmm. How would you, I, I don't give her a whole marketing, but <laughs> what do you think that we offer that could help Sally? 
Um, I would say our social media because we have like a very good rhythm and flow of that. So I think that by putting her on social media more and her show specifically would really help her. Now, do you think using the clips that we're going to do for that cafe mm -hmm. would, because people, right, don't always have the intention span to watch an hour, but your, your demographic, right, now we go to a younger demographic. When am I going to meet my significant other? Who's my spirit guide? What am I doing for my future, right? They're going to tune in enough that they can call and ask a question. Actually, one of my larger audiences, because I can see it, especially when I, I have a lot of people on LinkedIn, is between tw at 25 and 35 or 40. They are one of the largest audiences, actually. And it's male and female. It's not one dominating the other. So her it's target mixed. market is broader. Yeah, very. Mm -hmm. So doing the clips that we want to do for the cafe for her work as well. I think it would, yeah. Especially since you said that it's like 25 to 35. Yes, I, believe the I was surprised by that. Yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised. The but. 20s would be so easy to target. Because mm -hmm. obviously, like, we're in our 20s. Like, I feel like they'd be easier to pinpoint. Right. The 30-year-olds would need like a little bit more work, sort of to say. But it's still doable, definitely. But on the flip side, I'm still getting the over 65s, too. But yeah. <laughs> because they're, they're resonating with a different age demographic. Whereas the 20s, they just want answers. Yeah, at different questions, would, but, you know, I have a pretty, vo vo you know, broad, I can answer in any, whatever you ask me, hopefully I can answer, so. Now, in your age, what do you think one of the most common things people want to ask a psychic or a medium? Is it the UFOs? Is it their life path or everything? I, oh, you got it? <laughs> I would say probably their life path, like where they're going to end up in like 10 or 20 years. So I feel like people like at our age, they feel stuck at like one point or another. So I feel like they would want to know like what's going to lie ahead of them. Yeah, I would second that. Definitely like the post-grad, which is like 23, 24, 25. Right. They want to know like their careers, if they're like, did they pick the right degree? Are they in the right field? Are significant in others? All that kind of stuff. Like, are they just on right. the right way? You see, in, in my age group, I would ask you, you know, where are the aliens? Well, I was just going to say, if you've been listening to the news, I mean, and Russ called it's me this everywhere. morning. It's everywhere Is now. He coming I'm in doing today? my show this afternoon on UFOs because so many, including yeah. obviously the younger generation, because they're going to be here when they actually land. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's very, very popular topic right now. Very popular. And I think that the interesting aspect to the questions you ask is, no longer do I think you grow up to be. Like, I want to be this, unless you're a doctor or a lawyer. Even, even the lawyers are beginning to change as well. I think that the object of the game is, what are you going to be? What kind of doctor? What kind of lawyer? What are you going to do with it? Because you still have to get clients to come and see you. I'm a doctor doesn't mean that people are going to run through the door, right? Right, you still have to market yourself. Still have to, everything has marketing. Some things are easier to market. I'm a doctor. Well, what does a doctor do? Who the hell knows? Nobody knows anymore. There's so many different fields of what you do. So marketing yourself, marketing what you do, that's never going to change. Interesting thing about doctors, though, Sally and my grandson and I had a conversation about younger doctors, mm. and you need to be careful because most of them now are getting their degrees using AI. So what do they really know? Is that legal? <laughs> well, he, they're going to have to do something about they're it. Trying to, uh, they're trying to put legislation where... Uh, you know, watermarks have to be put on, you know, AI. Oh, because they have to submit all sorts of written forms and things. It's, it's the younger ones, like the ones that are now studying in school, not the doctors today. They've no, studied the correct you. way, but when you think about it, it's a little scary. 
because they can put a whole paper on AI, put in the key topics, and it'll write it for them. They're not necessarily taking in the information. Like my grandson just graduated high school a year early, and uh, now he's at Georgia Military Academy. He's going to be an officer in the Army uh, by the time he's 19, and uh, then a higher commission when he's 21 after he finishes four years. And he said he got through high school mostly using AI. I didn't even can, know it existed until two months can, ago. Can you imagine becoming the president of this country? And they ask him, okay, what do you think of? He says, hold on, let us ask AI. <laughs> yes, it punches in in his computer. Do you see Trump's ratings? They're through the roof. Through the roof. The man's the indicted 73 him, times or 74. And they're just indicting him again tomorrow. They're going to keep indicting him. Can you vote for somebody in jail? <laughs> Uh, He's not in jail, though. No, I, yeah. I believe I saw that uh, he said that if he gets convicted, he'll end his presidential campaign. He said that? I believe I saw that. I've yet to see that. He said that uh, the only reason um, that they're after everybody else and he's in the way. <laughs> That's why they attack him. But look, his ratings are through the roof. It just goes to well, show you. Well, what do you, you got besides him? DeSantis? Uh, but oh, see, you, when I first Please met stop. you, you said to me, or your partner said to me, doesn't matter what they say about you as long as they're talking about you. Yeah, and but there's a fine line. And he is kind of the line. proof of the pudding because there's going to be people that want to jump onto that hype of him. There's a fine line, though. He's, I'm not, you know, he's not, he's going to be the owner of this country again, and it can be very dangerous. Could be. I feel very sorry could for be. young people like Elisa and Grace and people like that uh, because the future uh, of our nation is bleak. And, uh, you know, Sally and I being towards the end of our lives, uh, we'll never see it get fixed. Hopefully in their lifetimes they will see this country. Well, you know something, Steve, with all due respect, I refuse to accept that. I think the country is going to go well. I think that somebody's come out of the ashes, somebody's going to change. Somebody's got to happen. One can only hope. Oh, I'm not even going to hope. I know a person is there. Come on out. Come on up. There's a few females out there. After seeing Barbie? There you go. <laughs> Why not? There you go. I think that we have to fix the broken that we have. And we start. You know, you notice that we give more um, visualization towards Trump being indicted than we do about the person that we should be voting for. Shouldn't we be finding a candidate that we can should. run the country? We absolutely should. But we're not doing that. No. We're so consumed by, is he being indicted again? What's the charge this time? He was, I think, in Pennsylvania. And he had all these people saying, yeah, it's a bunch of malarkey. They, you know, they're going after him. They're going, man, don't you know this is your life? This is your kid's life. This is their kid's life. Take it a little bit more seriously. Let's find somebody. If you don't like Biden, okay. Let's find somebody. Why is it everything got to be political? Yeah, then there are the political. fanatics. I mean, I saw a woman uh, being interviewed after one of those events over the weekend uh, who said, uh, there's God, and then there's Trump. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. To place them in that kind of, of level. level. It, it's just gotten to the point of being ridiculous. You know, I was making fun of Make a Hole, and I did it on purpose. I did it on purpose because people are going to remember this show more about make a hole than anything else. So I want to ask Royce, because she keeps putting her mic up. What do you think about marketing and social media? I think it's important these days, and uh, targeting for true people is important. Let's put your mic closer. If, there you go. if you don't target to true people, you want the, uh, 
targeting, you cannot reach the that people, and you cannot uh, more reach more people. Like for Barbie, they did targets for children, but uh, they also did for uh, adults. Most of the people I saw when I go to the movie, it's like adults being like a child. They're they're uh, having their dresses and things like that. Their inner child, yes. But Barbie is a, a cartoon thing most of the time, but I saw um, like because they t uh, target the people well, they make it like more adult thing. And with uh, adults, uh, they are taking their children also, so they have more people. But do, but do you agree with what the movie is trying to say? There are two worlds. There's the Barbie world, and then there's the real world. And they used the word real. I didn't. They used the word real. Do you agree with those two principles? Because they're saying this is a man-led discussion, Mattel. They made fun of all that. And then you have the Barbie world where women control everything. Do you agree with that assessment on the movie theater? Somehow, uh, I agree with the part that women should have a uh, uh, thing to say, but uh, I don't agree that all the women would uh, rule the world. Like, they have to be equal, but women uh, can tell uh, what they want to say. Like, it's not men's world, it's not women's world. They, want, uh, they should be equal. That's fair. It's the world, right? It's not man's world, it's not woman's world, it's the world. And it's true. And I, I for one, didn't like the aspect. And you know something? How can I argue the fact when the Kens fight against one another? Uh, let's do what men do. Let them do what they do and they'll destroy themselves. That is such a sad fact. But it's still a fact. But what I didn't like is how I went outside the movie theater and I saw a young girl about their age, and she was crying hysterically about that was her life on the screen. I said, what? So I was learning a lesson, Wait, because it's impression, right? It's, it's what you see. It's not what I understand. It's what they understand. And, I, and the movie made him Josh cry. Josh was crying. So I thought it was kind of um, sad. Because sometimes reality can be sad. Harsh truths can be sad. You know, Sally, sometimes you have to tell somebody the truth, and sometimes the truth, it can be sad. It can. I try to do, I, I believe that if I get a message for someone, I need to tell them. But there is a way also to tell them. I mean, you're not going to come out and say something, you have two days left or something. But it's waking people up, you know, a little bit to the reality. And what's interesting, that Barbie and Oppenheimer come out at the same time. They're different, completely different movies, but they both have a strong, as far as I see it, a strong message. And it's very interesting that they put those two, it's to do with the world. Both of them are to, I don't know what Bar, only from what you've been talking about, Barbie. Where do you see it? Didn't want to, but I am really interested in going uh, you to should see go. it now. Absolutely. You should, yes. Yes. just yes. as a matter of conversation with Absolutely. Steve, because he and you and mm -hmm. I think are gonna have yeah, two different. Yeah, I'd like to see it.
Are you having a change of perspective now after talking to the crew all day about it? Yeah, no, no, don't get me wrong. I didn't like it, not because it was a good or a bad movie. I didn't like it because I saw that girl. And if she was my daughter, and she was crying hysterically like that, and she was saying some of the things, and I'm, I don't know the girl. I don't know her from Adam. It bothers me. Mm. It bothers me exactly what Steve said. That you can only hope that this country turns, hope that you could turn this. To me, this is the greatest country in the world. It will always be to my grave. It gave my parents an opportunity to live. I can't see it any other way. And to see them get affected over a movie, that bothers me. It bothers me a lot. Not because it was right, wrong, or indifferent, but because maybe we got to realize that what we're doing doesn't work. Maybe it's time to be honest and say we got to fix the problem. I just put a Band-Aid on the problem. Well, you know, in, in my travels and sitting in front of people, many of them tried to engage me in political conversation. And, you know, I never talk politics, sex, religion, you know, with anyone I'm trying to sell. But uh, when they try to do that, I say time out. I say I'll make one political statement, and uh, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, you can't disagree with this, and that's, there are too many Democratic congressmen, too many Republican congressmen, and not enough U.S. congressmen. I agree. And I agree 100 percent. 100 percent. That ends the conversation. Why can't we just be Americans? We can always disagree or agree to disagree is a better statement. But we still have to keep our businesses going, right? We still have to, and through marketing, you can target betterment for mankind also. Look at all, and we're going to go to commercial, but look at all, this whole conversation went negative because why? We're watching on the news, the indictments. But that's marketing. That's what I'm saying. You're watching on the news, the new curriculum in our school systems. You're watching on the news, all these negative things. That's the negative side of marketing. But that's bringing in the revenue in the commercials because people are watching that. So why not target our marketing for the positive, for the good of mankind, for the Barbies of the world? Watch Barbie because she talks about how positive marketing doesn't work. Negative marketing does. Making fun of things and people for some reason, that sells more um, because we watch it. Now let's take a commercial break when we come back. More with our Marketing Monday. If you have a question for Sally, you can always give her a call here at 888 994 We've got to check those out. Studio A and then her show's today at 2.30. So more to come in this conversation. Colleen's getting on a plane. She had to spend the night in the movie at the Airport. airport. We'll so be right back. Best of luck. Make sure you France. Max Lazega creates whimsical and free-flowing interpretive art. His 40 years in the construction industry created the foundation for his craft. His unique work displays his view of the future with bold and playful combinations of materials and processes, but the methodology remains consistent. He fuses recycled materials and discarded building supplies into a fresh, well-executed approach. Lazega has lived in Miami, Florida most of his life, where he pursues his lifelong passion of creating industrial art. For more information, contact Max Lazega at artworkstudios.org or 786-326-8873. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and with the best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. 
That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call now. So the Bello Balloons is a business that was born out of a passion for creating unique and beautiful balloon designs, including balloon bouquets, balloon arches, balloon columns, and more. We specialize in creating unique and beautiful balloon designs that bring your dreams into reality. We believe that balloons have the power to bring people together and create lasting memories, and we are honored to be part of that experience. Contact us and we will bring happiness to your celebrations with our balloons. Artist Rosie Sherman paints her passions to share with everyone. Expressing herself through bold and vibrant colors, her suggestion and style are always in flux. Inspired by travels, nature, romance, and the human spirit, Rosie makes sure her depiction of women are strong and proud. Her landscapes illustrate the changing seasons in the diverse world that we live in. To find her artwork in the multiple medias you can purchase, visit rosiesherman.pixels.com. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. All I'm thinking 
100%. And we're back, and that is courtesy of Kendra, who sent us that from... Friday was her launch of it. Her launch of it as well, so Facebook, don't get crazy. Sony Records, don't get crazy. We, she sent it to us to play it, and if you do send it, I'm going to have to uh, put in a... What is that called? Complaint. A complaint saying that we or do have dispute, right. Or dispute, right. A dispute that we have the right to play. But that's an interesting concept. That song is fantastic by Kendra. Yeah. I saw it on Friday, and it makes me think to the whole Barbie theme of women empowerment because when Barbie was first created, we talked about this on the morning show, the woman's job traditionally in 1959, right, you stayed home, you had no voice, you raised your children, you took care of your spouse. Whether you did or you didn't, that was the feel that was put out on the media of what it was. Now fast forward to what Barbie is now, women have a voice, women can be anything they want to be, and this video used to be men controlled what they wanted in the bedroom and all of that, and this is, I'm going to have my way with you if I want to, if I don't want to, if it's I up want to me, to. right. So it becomes her choice. So it's this whole shift on women's voices. I think it's... She should have held the Barbie doll. I think it's like an, an interesting parallel, but that's got to be the pulse of what's going on right now. It is. And there is change among what we're all doing right now. No matter who you are, you're going to be affected by change. Uh, and there it is. The, qu the question is, the clever people get to do it cleverly, and other people get to do it not too cleverly. That's interesting. Sally, in the... 60s and 70s. Well, 70s was transitioning to women working. Right. But you always worked because you had young children, right? Well, I had young ch I was 19 when I had my 19 and 20, but it was accepted that you just, at that point, stayed home. But I was always a little bit of a rebel. So. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about you, and you didn't stay home. You were always working. Well, I, yes, and yes, because I worked for my father and his business, so I'd work okay. weekends. But yeah, later on, absolutely. So let me ask a question. Nobody throw your shoes at me. When a woman is a rebel, when a woman is a rebel, does it mess up the way of thinking? Well, I'm going to say out of the box. It sounds a little bit better than a rebel. Well, you could call it out of the box. I'm going to call it rebel because it is what it is. I didn't conform is. necessarily to what was going on because in my mind, when I think back, but I'm not, I've changed you a lot rebel. over the years. That's okay. You I was, but rebel. I never told anybody, so they didn't know. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of rebels in She was in a quiet rebel. I was a very quiet rebel, but so I did thing. it my way. It's like saying you were a quiet firecracker. Yeah. A firecracker explodes and makes yeah, noise. Yeah, I married at 19, had two children by the time I was 21. You you really a rebel. And then got divorced when it really wasn't that accepted, I guess. <laughs> so does it change the, the, the program about, like you said, Barbie used to take care of their family. Has that, does it change when you have a rebel among the mix? Well, I think it brings other things to the surface. This is what's coming to me because there is, in every particular, as you reach a certain age, if you're in that group, you think, well, you have to do this at this age and then you have to do that at that age. But it takes people, and I'm going to include myself in that maybe, to change that. It doesn't have to be that way. We're all individuals. We all have different feelings and different needs. But we need to voice that. And every generation has something different. Are you still a rebel? My husband's sitting here. <laughs> I don't know. She talks to aliens and we're doing UFOs. I decline so. to answer on well, grounds he's, that he might incriminate you. me. He knows what you are. You yes, I still to, am. Uh, Yes, I am. Shield me from anything. I am not. still around. <laughs> My way of thinking, I'm getting older, so I've calmed down. Well, maybe you're more conservative than that. I'm more conservative. Well, yes, because I came out with, like, 18 years ago, I wrote a book that I was traveling to different planets. Well, I mean, 
you know, I was open. Is that to being a rebel? Well, who is did that? that 18 years ago? No, but I Nobody. needed to talk about, yes, because I, was, I wasn't conforming to what people say that life should be or the way that you should live life. Right. I'm saying, well, I've traveled to different planets. <laughs> I mean, you know. You know, un unfortunately, in, in this country, in the world, there's a huge faction of men who still see women as second-class citizens and probably always will, and that's a problem. It is a problem. But the question here is that when a woman stands up for herself and says, you know, you can look at me however you want, but that doesn't mean that that's who I am. Like it or not. Yeah. You're a rebel. I, how, how comfortable are you? You're the, you're, I'm going to call you the guilty rebel because you don't like people saying that you're a rebel. It bothers you. I don't think I'm a rebel. No, I just think I have a voice. She's a gypsy. No, no, that too. Gypsies aren't rebels? What are they? They're just free thinkers. I'm not a right. rebel. I'm a free thinker. A free thinker is a good word. That's right. And the thing is, I've always been a free thinker, but everyone put me in this box until you can't. It's like a boiling pot. You can only keep the lid on so long. Oh, you haven't seen the movie, Barbie. No. Oh, okay. Until it explodes, the pop top comes off, the volcano erupts. You can't keep it boiling only for so Watch long. Watch the movie. They talk about that. But I but think a free oh, thinker so is sense. nicer than a rebel. I think I'm going to call myself a free thinker, not a rebel, as you are. Do yeah. you remember the Patty Hearst incident? Remember I the Patty Hearst? Yes. Mm. That they caught her in California and they robbed the bank. Mm -hmm. And she had a weapon. And they took pictures of her finger was not on the gun. It was on holding the weapon. And they said she was a, a rebel holding the gun, and they wanted to throw her in jail for helping steal the, um... Oh. Breaking news. Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. Wow. Pee Wee Herman? Passed at 70 years old. Oh. oh. Pee Wee Herman died. Poor Pee Wee. Wow. May you rest he in peace. He had a colorful history. Yeah. yeah. And a cult following. Yeah. Wow. It's sad. I'm going to tell you, there's going to be a lot of death. But anyway, the Patty Hearst thing, right? She was holding on um, to the gun, and everybody tried to make her out to be a rebel. Because in the, in the 60s and 70s, they were hippies. Right. Long hair. They didn't bathe too much. There was all this love. Love. You know, the word that comes to my mind is nonconformist. And I used to say that even as a child. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't know what that really meant. But I, I guess I guess getting messages, I always used to say I'm a nonconformist. A lot of what was going on, which we could call a rebel, we could call it many things, but it's not being, it's out of the box, right? But do you, do you, does it bother you if somebody calls you a rebel as opposed to a nonconformist? I don't care because I've been called a few things with what <laughs> I do. So at this point, it just goes up there. <laughs> I don't think it's being a non, I'm not a nonconformist. I just have you? my own ideas. Well, that's what a nonconformist well, is. Why? It's, because I it's don't kind of that you don't you necessarily conform. conform, but you do in your way, Dawn, which yeah. is a little bit of free thinking. It's a little bit of a lot of different things, which is a good thing. I would never criticize what you do. I think it's amazing because I see myself there, too. <laughs> Not me. I would say that you are a diehard rebel. rebel. What about me makes you think I'm a rebel? Because what you show and what you know are two different things. And I know the know, yeah, you know as the opposed to the show. I got to tell you, you know, Arizona from, uh, from that's in the other room, I see her as a gypsy hippie. 
Not that she is or isn't, but this is what my, when I see her, that's what I see. She's I see a free spirit. A free spirit. Free. I see Arizona here, um, uh, Amazon here, as she's a conformist. I see her working, but then I find out that she's not too, she's a little bit of a rebel too. She's you a You know what rebel. I think, and I haven't seen Barbara, I don't know if they talk about this or not. On the outside, women as a whole, where we try to be what we're supposed to be. Maybe this is the Barbie thing. We're supposed to look a certain way, act a certain way, be in grace all the time, be kind and compassionate, and carry yourself like a lady. Who had the Barbie with the TV on her back? Uh, Arizona. 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 She had that. They showed all the failed Barbies in the movie, mm -hmm. the ones that did not work because they did not conform. Mm. Right? They show those. And they talk about that. I got to tell you, the movie was made very, very nice. But then there's the inner side of women that you try to deliver your message while still keeping what you look like on the outside. So it's a tough. Well, I'm going to give you. They had one Barbie that didn't work was that you raised her arm. And what happened? Her breast really? came up. What, they grew? <laughs> they came out. That's weird. It's true. Yeah. Look it up. Was that your was favorite puberty one? Barbie? Puberty Barbie. Wow. Is that your favorite one? No, I didn't know it existed. <laughs> I would have bought it. Absolutely, freaking Lily. I would have had it like this. I didn't and just put it in the box. Wow. Like the Bionic Woman. Yeah, Bionic Woman. But it's a lot, there's a lot to women that don't meet the eye. I just find it amazing. They went to all the ones that failed. And then they had the ugly Barbie, which I'm sure everybody had an ugly Barbie. You know the ugly Barbie? You take the scissors and you cut her hair yeah. and you make her up with magic marker. Oh, makeup marker. Barbie, yeah, it's just the head, just the bust. No, no, because you're upset at something in life and you take a Barbie and they make up the messed up Barbie. Well, no, I remember that there was a makeup Barbie head. It was just like the bust of Barbie. I think it was no, bright. No, you could no, cut no, her no. hair and put makeup on. Yeah, no. it was just from here this up. This is messed up Barbie. Every woman, every girl had a messed up Barbie. Isn't that like from Toy Story? Wasn't there like a messed up Barbie? You know, I have doll? to watch this movie with right. you next to me. <laughs> so you can tell me the right she words. You can analyze it I, for you. My sister had Barbies. Is that a thing? Ken. That messed up Barbie? Yeah. Do they introduce Ken at all? And she was like disproportionate. Like she was always in the split or missing this or missing that. It was the messed up Barbie. How did she treat Ken? Oh, I haven't watched the whole movie yet. Oh, okay. But I think well, it's like a... Yeah. She didn't like Ken. She didn't. I thought it was her boy. But I don't no. know too much. You I see, the whole movie is that there is no Ken without Barbie, and he resented the fact. Oh, okay. Ken was so, only there because Barbie existed. They created oh, okay. a Ken. I have to watch this So movie. she liked the different <laughs> Ken. The gigolo Ken. She liked that Ken. Oh, okay. No, she didn't like any Ken. Yeah, she liked the guy with the, with the hair. We've got to see pretending. Oh, going to see a movie with her. Now I've really got to go see the movie and see about you your take, take on it. Trip. I'm going to take a yeah, with me. <laughs> she <laughs> can explain the movie. I got to tell you, I never had a Ken. I had a G.I. Joe doll oh, okay. with the Kung Fu grip. Remember that? That's what I had. This Ken stuff. And the Bionic Man doll, we looked through his eye. He had the glass eye. The hole in his head. Yeah, I was mostly there. baseball cards. I had that too. Remember, we used to flip the colors on that. I used to do that too. But I think it's different for women. I want to ask Roycey, in Turkey, are men and women treated similar to U.S. or is it different culturally? Uh, some places it's different, but not in the like um, 
cities I, I live in, it's treated equal, but uh, in villages, it's, it's not It's different safe. villages. because yeah, your mom's a dentist and your dad had a business. Yeah. Totally equal. Yeah, they're equal. If you're in big city, you're equal. In a big city. Uh, living in village, you're not equal. Interesting. It depends on where you are. It depends on where you live. What De you got? Denise Marsh. Barbie has a character starting all what you are saying, Dawn. The contradictions for women. Yes, Dawn, I had. She had the Barbie head, too. <laughs> and Ken was an accessory. <laughs> <laughs> if you buy this Barbie, you can get Ken as an accessory. Here's a promo. But we can was... do that as a promo. If you watch the cafe, you can get, I don't know, Freddie's your accessory. I'm going to tell you, that's why Ken was resentful. Because if it was no Barbie, there'd be no Ken. Interesting. Denise is starting her show, Gypsy Soul, actually, talking about gypsies. This Thursday at 5.30 is the pilot, the first episode of Gypsy Soul with Denise Marsh. You should bring in the belly dancers. Do you think a belly dancer is, what's the word? Uh, Nonconformist? Yes. Rebel? And I guess gypsy. the nonconformist really has a, another, I, as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about it. What, I, a conformist, what is that? It's somebody that goes with the, the, the groups, flow. the, the flows, with what's going. But what's to say that everybody, once they start following each other, is the way to go? This was just coming to me. So a nonconformist is the other side of that, right? That's giving a different opinion on what everybody thinks is correct. So we need nonconformists. So maybe we change. The nonconformists become the mainstream. That's right. The, it's like when I used to teach. Did you know I was a teacher? I heard. So we used to bring in our special needs kids into the regular classroom. It's called mainstreaming, right? To make them all part of the main school. But now schools are mostly inclusive which means everybody is now within the non-conforming, but that becomes the conforming, right. versus it, the standalone schools that used to be are the outliers. It's basically a different point of view. That's right. what it really is. Yeah, you right. know, someone, you have to have that, which I always talk about violence, but you need that, right? Yeah, in entertainment, oh, go ahead, no, go ahead. You know, in entertainment, it started, you know, nonconformity with Lenny Bruce, and you know, when uh, it went to Joan Baez and, and Jane Fonda and people like that, and uh, you know, things continually change, uh, and more nonconformity becomes the norm. Anyone seen Mrs. Maisel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We Have you guys seen it? Yeah. I'm watching it now. Yeah. I love that yeah. show. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. But you think non-conforming, they say it's loosely based off of Joan Rivers. What it was like to be a woman in the end, made me think with Lenny Bruce. With Lenny yeah. Bruce. Yeah. For a woman, a woman to break into the comedy industry in New York right. in what, the 60s, I guess it was? Uh, yeah, late 50s, early 60s. Well, what about you brought up Jane Fonda? You guys know who Jane Fonda is? <laughs> yeah. So you have to learn history in order to move forward. You got to learn about those that went to war to give women. The women that fought for our rights, right? Yeah. Look at Anita Bryant. All these great women that. You got to know them. Billie Jean King. That's right. You got to know these women because these women are the ones that, that went through all the trials and, and tribulations. And, and they got laughed at and they got spit at and they got nonconformist and they will call them communists. They do everything they can to stop them from growth. 
right, Gloria Steinem, all these women that came forward to give women rights, to give them the platform to push, and now look, now they're taking our rights and, away. And then there are the people who, who still, you know, disregard the great things that these women have done and the disrespect that happened. Sally and I just saw a bumper sticker as we came out of the movies. It said, get rid of Joe and the hoe in 24. Oh, wow. That's you know, harsh. What kind of respect is that teaching the kids that's today? That's I said, do not honk, do not know any, do anything, because today you don't know what's inside that car. You know? Wow, that's scary. But I think as we change the mainstream, that becomes more of the conformity, and then the other becomes the non-conforming. So we can switch the script but with the right marketing. Speech, though, Dawn, is really good because we saw we were talking about that in London. They have a place called Speaker's Corner by Hyde Park, and people I don't know how prevalent it is today, how many people go there, but years ago, anyone could stand up on a platform in the center of London and explain and talk about what they believed in. Well, some people said we shouldn't do that, but that's free speech. You're entitled to it. You don't have to listen. You can walk away, but it gets whatever that subject going, right, into other people, goes into your psyche, goes into your home. You need you to think. discuss We have things. a place like that in New York City. It's called Washington Square Park, mm -hmm. under the arch. There's a big arch that looks like France. And underneath there, they had a box. And you used to go there, and everything was there from everything good to everything bad. Exactly, they call it Speaker's Corner in London. Royce, what do you think? I'm sorry. I will say that uh, the, marketing, the marketing goes with popularity. If Pop, something yeah. is popular, then it's uh, marketable. Like if, so, if somebody, uh, let's say a singer, use any brand of like watch or something, we want to have that watch also because he has or she has the watch. So I did that, and there's this famous singer, actress, dancer that markets this supplement. And I thought, well, if she markets it, I'm going to try it. So I bought it, and I tried it. Got sick. I got so sick, I almost have to go to the emergency room. So what did I do? I did it again. But I took only half the dose, thinking hey, I just took too many. And it happened again only to find out they tell me no one gets sick from the supplement. Then I found out the supplement was taken out of all whole foods because everyone who said they didn't get sick, got sick. People are getting sick from it, but it's going unreported for whatever, because it's a supplement, it's an herb. No. So they take it all out of all whole foods no. and all these supplement products. It's because somebody, the somebody who said use it, they didn't want to blow her image, so. But they had to do it. That's so this one to. supplement's been taken out of not the um, one company, the herb itself has been taken yeah. out of all products. If, you're, if you make a product with this herb, it is not allowed in Whole Foods. It's funny because if you market correctly and it catches fire, then all of a sudden, um, if it's dangerous to the public health, to put a break on it is hard. Especially if it's bringing in all of these people buying it over and over again. And you got to put a break but on you it. You heard it here first. I got sick, see? And I tell you to stop taking <laughs> I took it twice. But see, we're all marketing. So how would you title today's show? Or what would you pull out of today's show for marketing? Maybe like, since Roycey was talking about how it wasn't turkey, we could say something about like marketing on different like areas of the world or something like, like geographic that. marketing yeah. or across the globe. Something like that. Or 
What do you think, Kennedy? How would you label today's show? See, I would think something totally different. Look at the, take the mic. That's interesting. Let the marketing concept change your perspective. You know, it's, it's interesting because you, you, there's no such thing as wrong marketing. There's just marketing and then there isn't. Sometimes good, better, and different. Why is it that the Super Bowl, everyone watches the Super Bowl not because of the teams, but because of the commercials? Mm -hmm. On a whole, some people like me, I love the game. But others love the fact that they're going to come out with all their brand new commercials. Why is that? You don't care about the game. <laughs> Sally, how would your... Actually, I'm glad that you guys asked me because do that. I'm originally from London and England. And when I first came over here, when I was watching the commercials, and it's really stuck in my mind for a long time, they may have changed it now, was so different to how they marketed in London and England, well, not necessarily London, in England, the commercials. The one thing that I really, to me, I couldn't believe it, when you marketed a product in England on the TV, you never ever said don't buy the other item because it doesn't stand up to ours. When I came over here, no matter what it was, let's say Tide or whatever the commercial was, they're saying we are, I don't know if they still do it, but we are better than, and they actually mention the other product. Now that would not, I'm sure I'm correct, that would not have gone in England. They wouldn't have allowed that. They're not supposed to do that. No, but they did it over here. I don't know if they still do it, but they did when I first came. They're, and I remember saying, how are they getting away with that? No, That's not right. You so you see the marketing, though. The, the point, I think, is that it's different in different countries, right? Yes, everything has a different take. That's why Facebook was right. charged billion dollars penalty in London and they got away with the nonsense. Over here, over. yes. So that even though we speak the same language, and I've been, here, I've been here longer than I was in England today, but there is a difference. It's not just with that, it's with a lot of different things. Yeah. I'm yep. different, Steve. And, but I'm, I'm learning America, I've become Americanized. Well, you know, and, and marketing does have its place. You need it, you, you gotta be smart at it. Why isn't it the commercials that they play on the Super Bowl, why isn't every commercial that we have today that clever? It's like, oh, I'm not going to be clever, you know, just buy the damn car. But in, in the Super Bowl, they have a guy jumping out of a window, landing in the car like Superman. You guys ever see the Colgate commercial, and now here's Hannah Montoya for Colgate? They have not changed this commercial. I can't even tell you how many months or years. And for whatever reason, Colgate has not changed this commercial that airs on NBC. And I'm like... Does Hannah Montoya even exist? It's this little girl that stands up in elementary school and she goes to talk to her, the whole school for whatever it is, and it's about Colgate. But why some companies never change their marketing and then why others, like this company you want to go to, I didn't even know their headquarters was here, change it all the time. Well, some people, they're trying to get an identity and some people will stick with, got them there and continue to blow it up. But for me, I've got Hannah Montoya in my head. I like, I like the Nazi commercial with uh, Joe Namath. And I can't, it's Didn't not sure. Did he put on like pantyhose or something? No, no, oh, the shaving. He rubbed it on his leg. What was the shaving commercial with um, Joe, Joe Namath? Namath? Uh, it wasn't Cheryl Teeth. Huh? Naxima who was the girl? Yeah, who was the girl? Oh, um, the blonde. 
Cheryl Teagues? No, I thought it was Cheryl Teagues too. It wasn't. Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett. Thank you, Lord. You saved me, Steve. <laughs> That's been bothering me forever. Farrah Fawcett. She was beautiful. And Joe Namath. Ah. And she would put the cream on her. They should play that. That's all you needed. You need nothing more. See that? Shaving can be sexy. Ooh. On that note, shall we wrap this up? Dig a hole. <laughs> There's the end of your marketing. Shaving can be sexy. Dig a hole. That's all I can tell you. Dig a hole. Dig a hole. <laughs> all right. Have a great afternoon, everyone. Tune in to Call Me Zena with Sally Bernard coming to you at 2.30, and we'll see you tomorrow, 9 a.m. drive time. And don't be late. Bye-bye. Well, that's about it for today. Even though the show's over, the Broken Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the last from today, Dawn and Freddie S. will bring you more good cheer next time. You can follow the Broken Cafe on Facebook at the Broken Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show. We'll see you next time.